Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Anyway, so yeah, we've been talking about kindness, and I have been covering and saying this every week just so everybody can understand what our mission is. Our mission is to set people free. Set people free. It's all about people. It's all about setting them free. And I'll tell you, if you want to be free, just get into Jesus and watch the shame fly away. That was one of the biggest things for me when I came to Jesus when I was younger, about 21 years old. I was just uh, introduced to Jesus. And when I accepted him in my heart, I mean, I just felt all the shame that I had just go away. Just felt like, wow, God just forgives me of all my guilt and shame. And I just felt like this, like, weight. Dance like a weight has been lifted. Graces. Anyways, I'm almost ready to sing again. And then our vision, uh, I really want to be clear. Our vision is that we are, we're a community of people helping people, empowering each other to fulfill their purpose in life, that encouraging the presence of God in every part of our lives, and then proclaiming the gospel to the nation and the world. That's really what our, that's our vision. Uh, my vision for like, uh, for our Sunday morning gatherings is to just begin to just love each other, flow and pray and seek the face of God, find God in the midst. He says, whenever two or more are gathered, he is there. Now, if you're, if you're a, a single person, you know, and, and, and you want to get married. I'm not saying you have to get married, but if you want to get married, you know, when you come into a crowd, are you, you know, what are you looking for? Right? You're in the middle. There's probably another single person there, you know, and you're looking for that person if you want to get married. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just using this as an example. When you come here, Jesus is here, but you have to go looking for him. You have to find him. Sometimes you find him in the in the gathering team. Sometimes you find him in a song. Sometimes you find him in a prayer. Sometimes you find him in the word. But I encourage you to search for this time is really searching and trying to find Jesus. Can I get an amen? I mean, I think that's what we're trying to do. I don't know what you're doing. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, anyways. And we've been going through a series, and it's kind of about people helping people, and, and it concentrates on kindness, the power of kindness, and how kindness will just open people up. If you are kind to them, uh, you can actually just open them up, and they will be more open to talking with you, they'll be more open to loving you. You know, if you're, if you're miserable and unkind, it's hard for people to love you, Amen. Really, you have wonderful spouses and friends if they love you when you're miserable. I mean, that's really not an easy thing. I know when I'm miserable, my wife tends to want to go in the other room. She doesn't want to stay in the same room, yeah? And so we want to open up and we want to have like acts of kindness. And I talked about how kindness is the doing part of love. It's really the doing part of love. It's an action. You, you can't say I'm kind unless you actually are you know, doing something kind, you know, and, and uh, like uh, the first week we talked about like the tongue and how if you just, your tongue, it's almost free. I mean, it's a free thing that you can use. It doesn't cost you anything, but how your words, as it says in Proverbs, it says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it 
will eat its fruit. And so if you are use your words in kind ways, it's a wonderful way to lift people up and bless them. And I'm not going to go back and preach all over again about what I shared uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you want to, just go to the podcast and you can hear it again. And then last week I talked about kind of like eight or ten actions uh, that were out of Romans chapter 12. And in Romans chapter 12, it basically says, you know, that love should be sincere. You have to love from within. You can't just love on the outside. And you honor others above yourselves. And you share. You know, sharing means caring. And you practice hospitality. I know someone came up to me this week and said, hey, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me when you were speaking. And this week we opened up our home to a young, uh, a young man who needs a place to stay. And like that's practicing hospitality, opening your home. And bless and don't curse. And instead of cursing, blessing. You know, I mean, I'm sure you could find seven or eight things wrong with what we just did in worship. Right? Or you could decide to Talk about the 95 things that you were blessed by. But if you use your mouth to bless, it's so much better than cursing. And then uh, to live in harmony and, and don't pay back evil for evil and live at peace with everyone. And I, I, Last week I talked about these are the things that you can do uh, to be kind. Today I said, I mentioned, we're going to talk about who are we to be kind to. Be kind to whom? Who, who do we be kind to? Now, of course, you know, let's just go home. Everyone. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't it be nice? Can you imagine the streets of Bali if everyone was kind? Even the police. Notice the police have been out lately, you know, stopping us with checking our licenses. Wouldn't it be nice if they were kind and merciful and let me go instead of giving me a ticket, you know? But, you know, that's not the way it is, but it would change radically. And so, of course, everyone. But I want to read a scripture verse that's, I thought, very interesting. It's out of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27. It says this, it says, Do not withhold good or kindness from those who deserve it when it is in your power, in the power of your hand, to do it. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in the power of your hand to do it. So, so we do good or we're kind to those who deserve it. Get an amen from that? Yeah, it, it, oh yeah. So who deserves it? Well, I mean, if we look at the Bible and we start thinking about it, actually, if we really just like, if we're in ourselves, the Bible says that no one is deserving of anything, right? We don't deserve anything. So, hey, the Bible actually says we don't have to be kind to anybody because nobody deserves it. That is the conclusion a lot of times we come to. As a matter of fact, what we tend to do in this idea of deserve it, we would agree with this. We say, yes, we will give kindness to those who deserve it. When someone's kind to me, I will be kind back to them. Right? And in many ways, what we end up doing in our lives is we actually mirror the other person. When we, when, when they're kind to us, when, when they smile at us, what do we do? We smile back. When they, when they say a nice thing to us, we want to say a nice thing back. When they do a mean thing to us, what do we do? We mirror. We do a mean thing back. See, we tend to mirror 
what is being done to us. And so this makes total sense to us when we say who deserves it, because, yeah, we give back to those who deserve, but that's not really what it means. As a matter of fact, I would say this, that we're not supposed to mirror the person in front of us. We're supposed to mirror the king who we serve. Amen? It really doesn't matter what is happening in front of us. We're supposed to mirror... Actually, the easy way is to mirror how kind he is to us, to everyone else. Would we say that the Lord is kind to us? Would we say that the Lord is good to us? Would we say that the Lord gives us what we deserve? No. Would we say that we sometimes have been evil and even, you know, I don't know about you, but I have cursed God, and yet he has turned around and blessed me. I have sinned against God, and he has forgiven me. He hasn't poured out his wrath upon me. So what we're really supposed to do is mirror him to others. But it's hard, yeah? I mean, come on. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, my wife and I, you know, sometimes my, sometimes my wife is, you know, she's in one of those moods, you know? Come on. And when she's in one of those moods, inside it grates on me. I tend to want to, you know, how many, how many have, how many in, in a relationship or even a friendship relationship, you know, they're in a bad mood and they're taking it out on you. How many of you had walked away, didn't say anything, it was good you didn't say anything, but you walked away and you mumbled. Oh, I can't believe what you did. Right? I mean, I've done that with my wife. It's better, by the way, husbands, it's better to do that. It's better to do that than to say something because you'll just pay for that later. So, you know, it's not going to help. But, you know, you walk away and you mumble, right? Because it's very hard to love someone. So I, today I just want to cover a few things of, at least there's two verses, this one and there's actually a verse right after it. And I want to talk about who deserves it. Okay? In this verse, basically, it says those who deserve it are those who earn it. Okay? So we should give grace and do good or be kind to people who earn it. Right? And actually, very, very practically to you businessmen, if you look in the scriptures, in many, many of the prophets, many, many of the prophets, it talks about this all the time. It says, it says in, in Deuteronomy, it says, you must pay them their wages each day before sunset because they are poor and they are counting on it. There are people who work and they deserve pay. They deserve the kindness and the goodness of you to give them the money that they deserve. They earned it. Amen? And I know sometimes as business people, we have a tendency to like try to get the lowest cost we can. We try to get the employee to the lowest number we can because why? We're trying to make money. And so we abuse and we do not give what is deserved to the people who work for it. The prophets are full of this. So I'm just warning you that really... It would, wouldn't it be better that you do kindness to them, that you actually give them in abundance? You know what you could do today? Very simple. You want to know a very, very simple act of kindness? Probably wouldn't cost you more than even 2,000 rupiah. Maybe 3,000 rupiah. All right, come on, that's nothing, right? You're going out the gate this, tomorrow, today, you're going out, you know, and it's 4,000 rupiah. And you have a five on you. Tell the lady, keep it. That's like nothing. She's working there. 
Keep it. You know, you want, you ever, ever go to a store? You ever go to a store and, and, and like, so you, 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 you pay, right? And they give you the wrong change back and it's less than what you deserve, right? What's the first thing you say? Excuse me. It's not right. Can I have the rest? Now the question is, do you do it when it's the opposite way? When they give you more than you're supposed to, they, 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 they add it wrong and they add it in your favor. Do you say, sorry? Or do you keep it? Well, these are small kindness, but you give to those who earn it. Those who earn it actually deserve it. It's very simple, right? Let me give you a second one. People deserve what you have promised them. People deserve what you have promised them. Now, when I say this, it really gets me because I don't know about you, but I try to keep track of my words. And even as I say this, I'm thinking of one situation where I owe. They've earned it because I promised it. It's getting quiet in here. And it doesn't even talk, in the Bible, it doesn't even talk about promises. It actually says, just say a simple, yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. So basically, I don't know if you've heard it, but the expression is, let your yeses be yes, and your noes be no. It's that simple. And so if you have promised someone something, guess what? They deserve it. And you should give it to them. Don't give anything too badly to the girl who's crying. We love her and she deserves love. Amen? Amen? Okay, you know. So, think about it. If you promise, if you say something, be careful what you say. Because once you say it, you and you promise it, you should be quick to fulfill that. Because they actually deserve it. People deserve an apology. They've earned it. You have taken something away from them. When you have, when you, when, when, when they, when you have done something wrong, in many ways you have stole from them. You have stole maybe their dignity, maybe their respect, maybe their honor, maybe you stole whatever you've done to hurt them. Guess what? You owe them. They deserve an apology. I'm not going to apologize to that person. Come on, how many times have we said this? That's why the Bible says an offended person is, is, like, is, 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 is like a strong, fortified city. They don't want to come out of there. But you don't want to apologize. You don't want to be the first one to humble yourself in front of someone and walk. And, and it actually is all about humility. Because when you apologize, what you're doing is you're saying, I am wrong. You know what? Say it with me. I, ready? One, two, three. I am wrong. It's really good to practice that. Chris, I'm sorry. I was wrong. If you practice it, it actually makes it easier to say. But, but I don't know if it was really my fault. I'm going to give you one more on this just to help you out. Okay? This is how we tend to do it. Johnson, I'm so sorry that I, that I hurt you. I was tired that day. I had a bad day. Excuse. Alasan, Alasan, Alasan. 
you know what? Just walk up and say, Johnson, I'm sorry. I was wrong. There is no excuse. Much better. Much more powerful. Much greater act of kindness to give someone an apology without an excuse. Because the excuse is only making you try to say, well, you know, I really would have never done it. <clears throat> Come on, let's be honest. So let, let, let's all just, let's all practice, I am sorry. Ready? I am sorry. Forgive me. It's not that hard to say, really. It's what, how many words? Six? Seven? Right? That's all it is. You know? And, and, and Bahasa even easier. Minta ma'av. It takes a couple of words. Sayasala. Right? It's that simple. And we need to actually take steps like that to actually do that. It will help in your relationships. Can I get an amen? Come on. Husbands. Just say you're sorry, even if you're not wrong. It will help. Trust me. Trust me. Right? Can I get an amen? Yeah, I like this. This is, makes my life easy. They're going to get mad I'm making the floor. So, people deserve an apology. The last one on this. People deserve your good and your kindness because they're made in God's image. Simple as that. They deserve it because they are a masterpiece. You know how the Bible says that we were created by God, we're a masterpiece? You know, I'm telling you right now, if you have a, how many, anybody have a, 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 an iPhone like X? Anybody got an iPhone X here? If you've got an iPhone X, lift it up. Okay, all right. You're the only one that has an iPhone X, you're the only one that's being honest. Hallelujah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now take your iPhone X, right? Take your, ready? Take your iPhone X and just throw it across the room. You wouldn't do that, right? Why? Huh? Mahal, yeah? Mahal, yeah? Right? You wouldn't just throw it. Matter of fact, as you're dropping it, you're like, <gasps> as it's going down to the floor, right? And you, please don't hit the corner. Please don't hit the corner. The corner's going to cost me, you know? Right? Why? Because it's expensive. Look around this room. Every person is way more expensive, way more valuable. And they deserve your kindness and goodness. Amen? Let me notice how, you know, I, 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 it happens to me sometimes. I'll go over, I'll go over to someone's house, you know, uh, and, you know, I'm the pastor. So, of course, you know, they break out the, the, the good wine, they break out the good, uh, you know, uh, plates, and they put me at the seat of honor, and they treat me with such, like, dignity. Not all of you. Anyway, just kidding around. But then I watch them treat their wives and their husbands like dirt. Thinking, why would you treat me like that and the most valuable person in the room like without care? You should treat your children and your family and your wives and your husband. I mean, that is your queen. That is your king. Highest respect. Highest honor. Throw me a bone and give them the steak. Amen? But because we think we know them and we think, you know, then we don't, we forget 
but they're deserving of the highest honor and the most kindness. Now, the, the Bible verse there in Pro- Proverbs goes on. It says, do not, do, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power, the power of your hand to do so. By the way, everything I shared was in your power to do it. Then it says, do not say to your neighbor, go and come again tomorrow and I will give it when you have it with you. Now, if you look at that, basically what's happening is your neighbor is coming over and they're asking for help. That's what they're doing here. You know, no, go home, I'll give it to you tomorrow. Even though you have it, I'll give it to you tomorrow. So basically what's happening here is someone is coming up to you and asking you for help. And so you do good and you do kindness to people, to those who ask for it. If it is in your power to do so. Now when they come and they ask for things that you can't give them, different story. But you'll be so surprised if you just simply start getting creative and start really caring and willing to give. Someone comes up to you and says, hey, I need money, right? And right away you're like, nah. And they're asking for a lot of money and you say, I don't have that. Yeah, but maybe you have the car they need. By the way, I'll just say it right now since I got it. If anybody here needs a motorcycle, I have one. I'll give it to you. Okay? Go on. So, like, if it's in your... Yeah. If you don't ask, you don't get, right? But if you need it, okay, I will give it to you. So, anyways, I don't know why that popped in my head. So, but like if they come to you, maybe you have something that they can use. Maybe you don't have the money, but maybe you have something else they can use. Or maybe you have a connection that can help them. Or maybe you have something that you can do for them that will benefit them. Instead, you simply say, you know, go, be well fed, you know, and you don't give them anything. The Bible says to give to those who ask for it. And then it goes on, it says, basically it's saying, do good or be kind to those who are in need. That's what is happening here. They're in need. I love this verse. It says, if anyone, if anyone sees a fellow believer in need and has the means to help them, yet shows no pity and chooses to close his heart against him, how is it possible that God's love lives in them? Think about it. How can we say we are a people of God, that we actually love God? I mean, I don't know about you, but I like to dance, and today I danced, and, you know, I thought about, you know, how good God was. We sang it. Oh, how He loves us, right? How good is He to us? He's so good to us. He's so, he's so kind to us. He's so blessed us. He loves us so much. Oh, no, I can't help you. Hmm. We really... And sometimes it's just a simple act of kindness that will take that person and move them to a new place. So we need to give to those who ask. I have a friend who wasn't a friend. He didn't even know me. He opened up his house for us. Let us in. I thought he was... I thought he was special. I thought I was special. I thought I was the special one until I found out that he did that for just not just me. He did it for so many people. I was, I was way more uh, blessed by him to know that I wasn't the only one. That he just lets people, he helps people, he lets them in his home when they need help. 
We need to be that kind of people. Our hearts need to be open. One more. We need to be kind and do good when someone asks us for forgiveness. Okay, we talked about apology, but if Aldo comes to me and says, please forgive me, no way, Aldo. You offended me. I'm not going to talk to you the rest of my life. Now, honestly, can I say this? That I, I, This is the one thing that I have found in the Indonesian culture that has completely uh, just amazed me at how people hold on to offense and don't let it go. They just won't forget. They won't forget. And then, and, then, and then, oh, by the way, here's how it normally works, you know. Uh, you know, Aldo comes to me and, and I, you know, and, um, you know, basically uh, I say, please forgive me. I'm asking for forgiveness. And Aldo will say, yeah, it's okay. No, Aldo, I need your forgiveness. I don't need an okay. I need your forgiveness. It's not okay. When you're asking for forgiveness, it's not okay what you did. When someone is asking for forgiveness, don't say it's okay. I mean, that's not what Jesus said to me when I came up to him and said, Jesus, forgive me. He said, that's okay. No. He said, I forgive you. And what's really interesting is when he said, I forgive you, it actually cost him something. I think that's maybe why sometimes we don't like to give forgiveness. Because it actually costs us something. So we have to die. We have to die to that offense. We have to let it go. We have to release it and never hold it against that person again. When we say we forgive them, that means we have now released that from our hearts and said, you know what? I will no longer hold it against you. Just like Jesus said, I take your sins and I throw them into the sea of forgetfulness. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. You know, I don't know. Some of you don't realize, haven't figured this out yet, but like you'll go to Jesus, you'll say, I'm sorry. You know, and, and, and he says, I forgive you. And tomorrow you come up and you say, I'm sorry for what I did. And he's like, what? What did you do? Remember the thing I did three days ago? I already forgave that. It's not even on my mind anymore. It's gone. I'm like, that, like that's awesome stuff. That's like awesome stuff. That's like this morning we were in a circle and, and, and the, 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 the team, the, those that were serving you today, you know, we had communion earlier and, and, I, and I said to them, I said, who, 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 who has a right relationship? Because when you're taking communion, what you're saying is, I have a right relationship with God. And I said, who here has a right relationship with God? And, and some people were like, really? You know, like they were hesitant. And I was like, you don't get it. See, because the reason why you don't raise your hand when you say, you know, when someone says, do you have a right relationship with God? A lot of times you're thinking about yourself. Well, guess what? That relationship never depended on you anyways. I mean, he's the one that said, I bestow goodness on you. I bestow grace upon you. I bestow salvation upon you. Oh, thank you, God. Oh, that's not what you did. I just want to do that for you. And so when you go to Jesus and you say, forgive me, it says he takes that sin and he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. He never thinks about it again. So when someone comes to you and says, please forgive me, 
I'm not saying it's easy. But basically what you're doing is you're saying, I release you from that offense. I forgive you. Now, someone once told me a story. It was a, a girl that I knew. And she, um, I think we're going to put a chair there from now on. I like that. Um, she, she was raped by a man. And, uh, you know, she had to forgive this guy in, his heart, in her heart because there was no way. And this guy wasn't even asking for forgiveness. But she knew that she couldn't move on in life unless she forgave this man. And I remember, you know, someone was asking her, how do you forgive someone who did such a, a you know, a, a, a heinous or terrible thing like that to you? How can you forgive? And she just looked at them and said, I forgive them every day until I forget and finally release. She goes, if I wake up tomorrow morning and I still have anger, then I forgive again. And I keep forgiving until it's gone. So if you're struggling and someone's asking you for, to, for forgiveness, give it to them. And if tomorrow you have that same feeling, give it to them again. And forgive them again and again and again and again. Because what's happening is you're dying to yourself. That's what's happening. Now we're going to stop here because we're going we're gonna to worship some more so you guys can come on out. Um, I, I just feel like we need to worship. If you came... Oh, you know what? Yeah. So come on out. Hey, can you do me a kindness? Can you do me and others a kindness? Like, this would be a really wonderful kindness that would be done to the worship team, to the ones that serve, and to others. And I'll explain others. If you could do us this kind, it would be so... I would be... This is, this is the... You would do me such a kindness if you would come on time. You really would. Because, no, no, no. You don't understand. I see people worshiping, and our team is really gracious to let you in the door when you come late. But then you, you disrupt their worship. Like, I remember, I don't, like, sometimes I walk around and say hi to people before the gathering. But if their head is down, and they are, like, praying, I always say to myself, I never want to interrupt a person when they're talking to the king. And when you come in late, you disturb them. I mean, I love you. I forgive you. But if you could do me this kindness, that would be like awesome. Be awesome. So I noticed this morning some people came in late. They didn't know what was going on. Because we gave full instruction of what was happening. And, and I'm not mad at you. Trust me. I'm not mad. We're only worshiping the king of kings. It's no big deal. But you didn't know that like, you could just come up front and just receive prayer and communion at any time during the worship because you, know, you weren't here on time and you didn't know what's going on. I feel bad that you didn't know. And actually, uh, David, you know, he's over here, and Pastor David's like, Donald, you've got to make the announcement again because, because people came in late, they don't know. I'm like, yeah, I know. We'll do it after. We don't want you to miss out on communion. We don't want you to miss out on prayer. But it's not just today. Just come on time. That's all. I'm just asking for that kindness. Okay. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come on up because we're going to continue on. And, you know, we're going to go for another 10 minutes or so of just worship. If you haven't received communion, 
I'll just tell you what I told the team. No one gets communion without prayer. Because <laughs> we want to pray for every person that gets communion. So we're going to just worship the Lord some more. You're free to do whatever you like uh, and continue to worship. And after that, I'll just you know, share a couple things. But I want to read this scripture verse to you. And what I'd like you to do is, and then we'll start worshiping. I'd like you to just get like quiet in your mind and in your seat and, and even maybe just close your eyes and just kind of listen to this scripture verse. I'm not even going to have it up on the screen. I just want you to listen and, and I will do my best to read it well. I practiced it because I, I, yeah, anyways. So I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit just speaks to your heart as I read this scripture verse. But I tell you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who mistreat you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer also the other. And from him who takes away your cloak, don't withhold your coat also. Give to anyone or everyone who asks you. And don't ask him who takes away your goods to give them back again. As you would like people to do to you, do exactly this to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive back as much. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing back. And your reward will be great. And you will be children, woo, children of the Most High. Oh, hallelujah. For he is kind towards the unthankful and the evil. I want to read that last verse again. Love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing back. And your reward will be great and you will be the children of the Most High. For He is kind towards the unthankful and the evil.